You're listening to It's Getting Better, a podcast about mental health, hope, and overcoming challenges. While this podcast is not intended to replace medical advice or professional help, we hope that the stories and experiences shared by young people can help you on your journey of getting better. I'm your host, Kate, and I'm so excited to have Haley on the podcast today. Haley is a junior in high school, and she's going to tell you a little bit about her experience. So like Kate said, I'm Haley. Uh, I'm a junior, and I have generalized anxiety and harm OCD. Uh, they're both, they're kind of related to each other, um, but I'm basically just going to tell you guys my story. So my mom is a psychologist. She has anxiety as well. My grandma has it, so it's kind of a thing that's passed down in our family, but I was kind of the first to actually be diagnosed with OCD. I think my mom always kind of knew that I had some form of anxiety, but I I just didn't really know. We didn't talk about it too much just because I just didn't realize. But eventually, I think it was in sixth grade, I was 12 years old, I had a really bad episode. I guess you could call it an anxiety attack or a panic attack, but this is kind of when things got more serious for me. And it was kind of like light switch, like the light flooded in and like everything started happening. But I remember being in my basement and I was reading a book. I was reading Agatha Christie, who is an amazing author, and this has nothing to do with her books, but um, I was reading Death on the Nile, and I really loved that book, but I was getting towards the end. They had mentioned who the murderer was, and I was like, oh, this is so good. This is so interesting, and then my brain just suddenly just kind of went, what would happen if you killed your mom, and that freaked me out. Um, That scared me really, really bad, so I ran upstairs. I was crying, and I talked to my mom, which I'm so insanely grateful that she was there for me. She talked me through the entire thing and she was telling me like, you like you are normal, it's okay, like these things happen, you could have this disorder. And so eventually she started explaining to me, she gave me like little assignments on how to handle my anxiety and things like that. First, she explained to me what harm OCD is. So harm OCD is an obsessive compulsive disorder. And when most people think of OCD, they kind of, they don't really think of it the right way. They always think of it, it's like that one disorder where people need everything to be clean. And they're, they always say like, oh, I'm so OCD. And I'm just like, that's, that's not quite right. But harm OCD is a different form of OCD. There are a lot of different forms. And so basically what happens is I obsess over these thoughts I have. I like, I'll have a thought like the one I mentioned earlier. Um, And when I say obsess, I mean, like, I'll start freaking out. I will start thinking, like, what's wrong with me? Like, how could I ever think something like that? Like, I must be insane. Like, I need to, like, get help. And I just berate myself with all of these things because I feel horrible. So in every obsessive compulsive disorder, there's compulsion, which means that your OCD makes you do something. So I'm not going out and killing people. That's not what my compulsion is. Um... And that's, that's never a compulsion. That's not how OCD works. But 
um, my compulsion was to gain reassurance. So I would find some way of talking to my mom specifically because she was somebody in my life or is somebody in my life who means the entire world to me. So I would go to her and I would ask her, like, what's wrong with me? Am I normal? Like, could you tell me that everything's okay? And she always would. And I would kind of use this coping method in other ways. I had a really big issue with guilt and anxiety, worrying constantly that I did something wrong. Like if I thought I looked something up that was like weird, I would go to my mom about it and try and figure out like what was wrong with me. And she would always tell me like, nothing's wrong with you and it's okay. And every time she would say it's okay, I would feel better um, because I had satisfied my compulsion. So eventually my mom had been giving me these assignments and trying to help me because she works with people with anxiety and depression specifically and uh, those with PTSD. But eventually we started talking and she was like, I think it would be a lot more beneficial for you to see a therapist. Um, and she, so she's not allowed to diagnose me. Like uh, if you are related to a psychologist or like you're friends with a psychologist, they aren't supposed to diagnose you. Um, so I went to a therapist and she was wonderful. She was a really nice woman and I really liked her. She had an office in Sugar House and I always liked going and talking to her. It was somewhat helpful. I, the timeline, I was getting into middle school at about this time and my anxiety was becoming really intense like my days were fraught with anxiety where I was unable to focus and pay attention to things because I was just like so anxious and worried or I would have these thoughts and I would freak out and have these anxiety attacks and whenever I would get these attacks it wasn't just like a mental freak out it was also like my body would react to like it was kind of like a fight or flight reaction where I would get insanely queasy and like my heart rate would speed up and my I would start to like breathe really really fast um like kind of like tear up and all of that so it was like it was scary um but I started seeing this therapist she was a really nice woman I started going through that for a few weeks and she gave me these really good methods of trying to calm myself down but I always just found ways to get around it like I would always like Whenever she told me, okay, you can't go to your mom as your compulsion to talk to her and get reassurance. You need to be able to reassure yourself. But I just couldn't really do that. I just found ways to get around it where I would just like sneakily bring up these things that I had thought. And she would be like, oh, haha, that's so funny or something like that. And I'd be like, oh, then it's fine. It's okay. Then I don't have to worry about it. So it just therapy wasn't really working for me. Um, and I eventually, I think I just went in for a checkup. I went to my doctor, my pediatrician, who I love. She's amazing and has helped me through a lot. And we talked about my anxiety. At that time, I had finally, I had been diagnosed with generalized anxiety and harm OCD. And I had never really talked to a doctor about mental issues before. I basically thought that like most doctors just talked about physical ailments. And I think that's what most people think. I think most people just don't realize that you can talk to an actual doctor who's um, trained with more like anatomy based things beyond the brain. So we were talking about my anxiety and somehow started talking about medication. And so it was decided I was going to be put on a type of, I think it's Zoloft, it's sertraline. So I started taking that and I had been, my therapist had prescribed me like these kind of like natural remedies to anxiety, but they just didn't really work for me. And they were huge pills that were difficult to swallow that I didn't like very much. So I started taking sertraline every morning at the time. And I started getting so much better. All of these thoughts started to kind of not go away. Like they were still there, but I could ignore them. I didn't pay them any more attention. And it was amazing to be able to feel like that again. 
I never really had had that feeling before where I wasn't worried all the time. Because that's basically what anxiety is. It's constant like stress and worrying. And it's affected so many areas of my life and it still does. Medication can't fix everything, but it can make you feel better. It's I've always been the perfectionist type and I'm still like that even on medication. But I don't I don't get the harm OCD thoughts as much anymore. And if I do, then I'm just like, oh, that was random. (laughs) I'm going to ignore that Um, because I know what it is and I don't have to freak out about it. And I think a lot of the time people don't give medication enough credit. They think like therapy is a much better option or they think like medication is going to dumb you down or something like that. And that's something actually really common with people think about ADHD medication. They think that it's going to make somebody like like too calm like it's gonna make them seem like they're high or something even though that's absolutely not how it works a good ADHD medication will put you in the like right position it'll make sure that you can focus and that kind of thing but people I think have a kind of prejudice against medication they think it's like it's scary and that people like could overdose on it or like maybe that it doesn't work or that like it means that the people weren't trying to get better and I absolutely was trying to get better. It's just really hard. And why can't medication be like a form of getting better? Like that was my way that I've gotten better. And it's been, it's honestly been a life-saving decision. It has meant the entire world to me to be able to be on medication for this time. And I think we should just be more accepting of people who are on medication. Realize that with a lot of different people, there are a lot of different ways to handle things. Sometimes therapy works for them. Sometimes medication works. Sometimes a mix of two or sometimes a different therapy or medication. It's all, it's not really a guessing game. It's more like you go through these things and you learn what does work and what doesn't work for you. But I've gotten so much better throughout my middle school and high school career, but there are always bumps in the road and everybody needs to accept that. Recently, I think it was maybe three or four months ago, I had a kind of massive breakdown with anxiety. My anxiety just got really, really bad. It kind of had to do with what was happening in my life at the time. I, um, There was just one guy who really, really affected me. Um, and it just got really, really bad for me. I ended up going to the doctor and they ended up increasing my medication to, I think it was a pretty high dosage. I'm, I was almost at the max at the time. And my doctor suggested I see a therapist again. But I didn't end up seeing a therapist again um, just because it's it's very difficult to schedule right now. Therapy is extremely hard to get into right now. Things were crazy at the time. I had AP tests. I had varsity golf, which is a much bigger commitment than I thought it would be. <laughs> Eventually, over the summer, I, I was on the medication and I started to like calm down a lot more. Even though I went through bad issues at the time, I went through a lot of anxiety and even some eating disorder tendencies after all of this happened. Slowly things got a lot better. I started seeing my current boyfriend and that made things a lot better for me. And I enjoyed a lot of time with my family uh, when we went on vacation. I really loved my job. Things just got so much better. And now I'm going down on my medication a bit more. I'm trying to get down to uh, like maybe 100 milligrams, hopefully, because that's about half of the highest dosage. It's also important to remember it's okay to stay high on dosages if it makes you feel better. Um, The important thing is that you've gotten better. And like I said, there are bumps in the road. Sometimes things will get hard, but I just like, I like to remember how I had such a long period where everything just seemed so much better. And 
I was just so happy because I was able to be on medication and get this feeling where I wasn't worried constantly. And now I'm getting back to that. And I'm so insanely grateful for that. I absolutely loved what you shared. And I feel like you have so much insight about this whole experience. What have you learned about like coping or taking care of yourself in moments when you recognize like I'm kind of going downhill? So I kind of slip into my old methods of talking with my mom. My mom and I are are really, really close. And I'm really, really just so grateful for that. She's an amazing woman and I wouldn't be where I am today because of her being a psychologist, especially. I also have found a lot that when I do get anxious, deep breathing really helps. Like I don't think people give enough credit to meditation because it's amazing. It's just, it's literally been like clinically proven that like these deep breaths will calm your brain down and it's really helpful for me. And I think also like sometimes I'll get into what my therapist's old methods were, where they she would tell me, talk to yourself, tell yourself, Haley, this is just anxiety. That's all it is. Just calm down. It's just OCD. You don't have to worry like this. And that is usually pretty helpful. And eventually, because I think I'm on medication, those thoughts can slip away. With anxiety, it's a little bit harder because you kind of fall down this rabbit hole. But I think the important part about that is having conversations with people, talking to somebody about it so you can move forward and get better. Because if you don't talk about it, you're just going to get more caught in your head. I think it's cool that you have this combination of learning how to talk with people, learning how to meditate, learning how to take care of yourself, and then also like being on medication and talking to your doctor and, and, you know, all of these different methods of taking care of yourself. You seem to have a lot of insight about mental illness in general, and I'd love to hear what you think we as a community and especially we as teenagers could do to better help our our peers and our, our friends who are struggling. How would people support you better and what changes would you want to see that would make the environment that we have a little bit better? I think there are maybe three things that I would focus on as like a community and as people. Number one, acceptance, of course. We just have to be able to accept each other and understand that these mental health issues don't make us crazy. Like I I always felt like when I told people I had harm OCD and I had to explain what it was, they were like, this girl is crazy. She's going to kill me. And I'm like, no, I, I promise I won't, guys. I think acceptance is really important because everybody goes through things like this. I don't think we give like we talk about that enough that everybody has something in their head that makes things hard sometimes and it's not necessarily a big mental health issue that you can diagnose but everybody goes through things that's just how life is so just being more accepting about it but the only way we can do that is to talk about it that's another big thing that we have to do we need to be able to talk about these things and be open and accepting because if we aren't able to talk about it nobody's going to be able to get better but again with that so the next thing that's most important would be more resources because everybody needs that education on mental health to know how to help somebody who's having issues or to know if they themselves are having issues and even so I think we need more resources generally for people who maybe don't have the money for therapy or the time maybe or something like that or their parents aren't supportive I have a close friend who's a wonderful person but their parents don't really believe in mental health issues because that's that's sadly still a reality we face that some people don't believe mental health is an actual disorder or disease even though it absolutely is and if we have more resources maybe in our schools or if we had more resources in places where people work I think it would just be really wonderful and the road to that is just being more accepting of each other and just understanding that everybody has these issues you don't have to agree that they have these issues or even think they're real you don't have to think that you just have to accept them I think what people underplay a lot is people are more stuck in their beliefs and opinions and they would rather do it their way than make sure everybody is comfortable and happy.
That's really insightful. And I love what you said about just like accepting and acknowledging it as a as a reality that a lot of people around you are facing and that, you know, everyone to an extent is experiencing mental challenges and struggles. And, you know, the more we can kind of unite on that front, I think the better off we'll be. My final question for you today is what advice you might have for other teenagers who are maybe experiencing something similar to you who are you know, overwhelmed by anxiety or having uncomfortable and anxiety-inducing thoughts, what what advice might you have for them? For people having intrusive thoughts, I think it's hard. I was really lucky to have a parent who knew about harm OCD, but a lot of people, most people, they don't have that resource. I think maybe um, telling talking to your parents is really important if you're a teenager my age or talking to somebody who is a professional is extremely important and re- and that way you can be diagnosed or talk to them about it and realize that no you're not alone and no you're not crazy and maybe don't explicitly state that to your parents exactly what you're thinking cuz i they just don't a lot of people just don't have a lot of education on what it is and you might not even realize what it is at the time and i don't want people thinking like you're a psychopath or anything cuz you're not being able to be open with people again and then getting professional help is important. I think professional help is like one of the most important things. So that's what I would say to people, especially with intrusive thoughts, but also with anxiety, talking to people is really important. But my other piece of advice would be not to downplay medication, but also to realize that even medication has bumps in the road and that's okay. Medication is not foolproof, but it is helpful. Um, For me, I've been on it for like four years right now. It does have side effects, but to get better, sometimes you have to go through those things and better yourself through those things. The important thing is that you get better. Be in touch with yourself. Try and understand what's happening in your mind and listen to yourself because you're not crazy. We all have issues and that's okay. But like I said, medication is extremely, it's it's an amazing way to treat uh, mental health disorders and just talking generally to people that matter to you about issues you might be facing or anything at all, just because that way we, one, get acceptance and we also help each other. This girl is crazy. She's going to kill me. And I'm like, no, I, I promise I won't, guys. Just because I'm obsessed with serial killers does not mean I'm going to kill you. I'm just a true crime junkie. 